Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tyre safety check at your local Tire Power. Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Nine minutes to seven on SENSA Breakfast. We're in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. And if you haven't heard, uh, Beaumont Tiles is giving away a trip for two to American Footy's biggest game worth over $70,000. Just shop in store at Beaumont's before November 12th, and you're in with a chance. T's and C's apply. Tim Payne, not too far away. Cam Luke as well. Bix, let's turn our attention to the biggest news story of the past 24 hours in the AFL world, and that is Simon Goodwin, Gary Perth, the Melbourne Football Club. Let's get straight into it. Yeah, so let's just let me just sort of paint a picture of what's going on. So yesterday, um, Gary Lyon, sorry, Gary Lyon and Sam Edmund from SEN, they pre-recorded an interview with Gary Pert and Simon Goodwin, the Melbourne CEO and coach. That interview is just being played as we speak right now in Melbourne. We've been able to get some excerpts uh, from that interview. And it's basically from where I sit. This looks like a a footy club that's lost control of the narrative. Last week, the Herald Sun went with some leaked documents from board meetings that talked uh, about all the ins and outs of what went on behind closed doors at the Melbourne Football Club. Um, It went against some of the, the narrative that the Melbourne Football Club had said. So there was some conflicting stories. So this now is the Melbourne Footy Club saying, we're going to get on the front foot. We're not going to cop this. And so uh, Gary Pert sat down, as I said, with Gary Lyon and, and also their senior coach, Simon Goodwin. The most interesting piece that Gary Pert started off with, I thought anyway, was talking about the culture of the Melbourne Football Club. And I've got to say, I've, I've been in the game now for 40 years. Our, our culture at the club, our men and women's programs, is the best I've seen in 40 years. And that's because of the people, the leadership, um, the the clarity and strength and resilience of that culture. So these behavioural issues will be held to account by those leaders because everyone's so clear on the standards of disciplines and expectations. Mm. I... I- I think Gary Pert's a really experienced administrator. He's had success uh, numerous times, but I'm just not buying that right now. The culture is the best he's seen it in 40 years. We've had more recently a player who's uh, failed a a WADA drug test taking, uh, I know they weren't performance enhancing drugs, but that was on the eve of a game late in the season when you're playing finals. You've had ongoing troubles with, Clayton Oliver and his behavioural issues is the way the club's described it. They've had a couple of players punching on. They've had numerous things. And I'm not saying they've got a disastrous culture, but to say it's the best in 40 years, I I just don't buy it. And to say it on the back of a whole range of things that have just gone on at the footy club. So I I found that was strange. And and in a lot of ways, I I think that, uh, you know, people will look at that and, and just say, well, this is, this is a damage control interview and, and question the validity of that comment. Um, Simon Goodwin spoke, and this, I thought this was really interesting and, really, and, and, uh, and gave you an insight into how he's tracking at the moment. This is on all the allegations that have been levelled at him more recently. Um, and it's been widely accused that I've got a behavioural and lifestyle that's not acceptable. Do I enjoy having a, a beer and a punt? Um, and a glass of wine with mates. Yeah, of course I do. I'm a, I'm a pretty straightforward type of guy. 
Gaz, you know that. But I live my life in a way that really is a dedicated approach to my, my career, my football club and my family. And, you know, the rumours have to stop. Um, I've had enough and I think as an industry, we need to be better than what we are today. We're starting to really hurt people in this game too much. Mm, that, that just, that was almost a plea. The, the rumours have got to stop. Uh, I think you can write an article and you can make a point. And I think that's what the Herald Sun have been the, the masthead that have gone hardest on this. I think they've made the same point about 10 times. And what we're at, at risk of is um, losing people like Simon Goodwin from the game, losing uh, the opportunity to bring quality players and people into the coaching fraternity for the fear of, of all, you know, the, the scrutiny that these people are under. So uh, and my, um, my thought on this is unless you've got something that's new or some type of factual information – Run the story once and then and then let it go. And if unless you can back it up with something, you can't just keep hounding our coaches and players uh, with inf with rumor and innuendo that is damaging to them, their families, and everyone around them. And we are risking losing people. It's hard enough keeping coaches in the game right now, but if we continue to hound them, we'll lose more. Uh, the other big issue that has sort of uh, plagued the Melbourne Football Club is Clayton Oliver. The question was put to Simon Goodwin on whether they seriously considered trading him. Now, we didn't consider trading Clayton Oliver. It came up as a period of time where we were working with Clayton um, to really buy into the, the, the behaviours that we're looking for from him. Um, and it all culminated at once. Um, and that's why the club didn't speak for two or three days. There were these rumours going around about trade, but we were wanting to get a real clear commitment from Clayton that he was prepared to do the work, to buy into the, the standards and the behaviours and the minimum things that we were looking for, and to really want to be a part of the Melbourne Footy Club. And, and in, in the end, he, he did. He wanted to be a part of where we're going, and we're going to work with him to do that. Um, so that's why it played out that way, but we weren't in a position where we wanted to trade Clayton Oliver. Mm. So it, it appears on that case, they've been incredibly supportive of Clayton Oliver over a, a fair period of time. There's been a lot of discussion, you know, in over, for over 12 months about his behaviours and, and the standards that, uh, that he has to uh, conform to. Uh, this was where it got interesting because Simon Goodwin was asked about Joel Smith and what's happened to him more recently with his failing of a drug test. This is how Simon Goodwin approached that. I was incredibly angry, frustrated um, to think that potentially we've got a player in round 23 on the eve of a final series, um, not doing everything possible to help the success of our footy team. And I can only imagine that same feeling would be permeating through our supporter base. And I haven't spoken to Joel. Um, I'm going to let the process play out. Why is that? Um, because I have, I've got a level of anger and frustration towards it. Um, there are the right people that are talking to, to Joel um, from a welfare perspective and, and working really closely with him around that. But where I sit right now, I've, I've got a little bit of frustration because of everything we've just been speaking about. Mm. So, um, Jared, I was surprised that, that uh, Simon Goodwin hadn't spoken to Joel. Maybe he didn't want to speak to him because of he, he mentioned that anger and frustration and Maybe he would he would say something that he uh, you know out of that sort of high emotive state that he's in. But I just found it slightly different. That 
the statement that Simon made about not doing everything possible, this is Joel Smith, not doing everything possible to be the best they can be and as they approach the final series. Couldn't you level that same criticism at Clayton Oliver? You know, they talk about his standards and hasn't been up to the, the level that the other players expect. You could argue that he's not done everything possible uh, to, to make his team better, yet it appears they have embraced him and done everything possible to support him. And yet Joel Smith at the moment looks like he's out on a bit of a limb. I also find it really interesting listening to the first thing you played from Gary Pert, who spoke about the culture being the best he's ever seen in the men's and the, the women's area of the football club. And they had a good weekend because they ended up getting, I think, a million dollars from the AFL because of um, their McClellan achievements Trophy. on the field. Um, but there is a cultural issue because someone is leaking information to the Herald Sun from the Melbourne Football Club, which is being published. So the Herald Sun are essentially now being the mouthpiece for the people leaking this information and they're just doing their job by printing these stories so culturally if you have someone in an organization who is leaking this information to what looks like damage Simon Goodwin's reputation and talk about cultural issues you can't then come out and say we've got a good culture because mm. you don't you've got oh, people yeah. behind the scenes who are fighting and he might have been talking about the high performance program for mm. the men and the women but there are issues that aren't resolved and this will continue bubbling away. And I just think it's convenient sometimes. We got a text and I actually agree with this text coming in on 0427154166. It says the AFL is full of people who regurgitate the old line, nothing to see here. And I feel after having a look at the the letter or the open letter that was penned to members, there's a lot of there's just a lot of waffle about, hey, here's the stuff which is going on and here's our thoughts on it. But then they were silent for so long during the Clayton Oliver issue. And I don't know. I just, I feel it sounds a little bit convenient. I love getting your take on these things. And I know we'll, we'll head to the, the news in a moment. And we, we should continue this too, because it's a really interesting take on Simon Goodwin with Joel Smith is 100% correct what you said, Bix. Joel Smith isn't an All-Australian. He's not a potential Brownlow medalist. And... They're getting around Clayton Oliver, but then he's refusing to speak to Joel Smith. Mm. Mm. And it doesn't make sense. Well, it doesn't. And, and once again, we don't have the full picture. And I know Simon Goodwin, he's, he's got huge care for all his players. He's, as he said, he's 100% all in on trying to give Melbourne success. Uh, but I, I just, as an outsider looking in, it did appear that that was a strange one. He hadn't spoken to Joel Smith, yet he's, you know, everyone I speak to say that, that Simon Goodwin has been Clayton Oliver's biggest ally, that everyone else had lost patience with him, but it had been Simon Goodwin that had supported him the most through this and and is so uh, keen to see him through and come out the other side. So, yeah, just a, an interesting one. We'd love to get your take on this. You can send us a text, 0427 We're here thanks to Tyre Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer, keeping you safe on the roads, tyrepower.com.au. It's two minutes past seven. Good morning.